7 o'clock on Sunday night. Time for another edition of the Sports Phone. Happy May, everybody. Uh, we are through April. We are into May. And it is time for the first May edition of the Sports Phone. Pledge Drive edition of the Sports Phone of sorts as well. Jerry is in Portland. That's me. Jim is hanging out in the studio. Jim, you are uh, you are sitting in the aftermath of a day of Pledge Drive. Sounded like you had a fun uh Fun little like, exciting time when you walked in. How you doing this evening? I am doing good. It's chaos in here. There are tables set up, extra computers everywhere. There, let's see, one, two, there's three separate microphones that I've never, uh, two separate microphones I've never seen before. There's headphones hanging on everything. There's snacks everywhere. And I just walked in on uh, on Renee and W Dan. You know W Dan from uh, mm-hmm. from Sports Phone and and uh, the Treehouse fame. Um, I came in here. They clearly had been here for ten hours. <laughs> At least well, Renee- yeah, I. I- I'm 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 on I'm aware of everything going on, but Jim, you're there in person in the weeds. Why don't you kind of get everyone up to speed if they haven't been listening to Casey Wax today before we dive into the show? What what all this is about and what's what's going on with with the pledge drive? We're calling this the move. Oh boy, moving forward together. Am I blowing it already? There's a thing. Uh, you have the you have the paperwork and the talking points. There's a now, thing I don't here. have them. Moving forward together, I'm going to go with that as a theme here. KZYX is building, has bought a piece of property in Ukiah. In case uh, someone doesn't listen to anything but the sports phone, I'm going to bring them up to speed here. Yeah. Um, we built, bought a building in Ukiah. The, the, because of the big redwood trees here, uh, they're losing their signal here in Anderson Valley. And... To try to fix it here isn't the way to go, apparently. Technologically-wise, volunteer-wise, we're moving to the capital of Mendocino County, Ukiah. And we bought a building. It's the past acupuncture studio of Grace Lou. I've been there uh, once. Uh, Many people that I work with have been there. It's a great old building somewhere in the middle of Ukiah. can't remember. And we're raising funds to completely renovate an old building into a state-of-the-art KZYX headquarters, studio, offices, everything. And one of the other cool things about this fundraiser is we need to raise a million bucks to, to build, to do the out. To We've bought and we have a mortgage on the property. Now we need to raise a million bucks to do the renovations. Um, every penny you, you pledge over the next two weeks will go towards the new building. And you might say, well, what about, you know, the telephones and the lights, all the things we tell you to send money for all the other times? Well, we, we got a grant from the Corporation of Public Broadcasting, which is going to cover the next quarter's worth. What's a quarter? Three months? Yeah, four. Three, three or four. Yeah, it'd be three months. Three, three months. Three months. Um, they, they fund, they, um, fronted us the money so every penny here can go to the building fund um i just asked people um the pledge drive officially stopped for today everyone went home about 6 30 
Renee was tired. There's nobody answering phones out there, so you can't call in during the, the sports phone. But you want to support the sports phone, sports phone directly, just go to www.kzyx.org. Click on Donate. There's a big red button with a heart on it. And just say you like the sports phone or say you like KZYX, whatever the reason. Um, if you want to talk to someone and you don't want to do it online, just call tomorrow at 895-707-895-2233 and make your pledge to, to Public Radio, to KZYX, and to the sports phone. Yeah, how, and, how, and, and also... Oh, I was just... Sorry, Jim, go ahead. I was going to say, that's like the best I can do. And I see the, <laughs> I see Renee and W. Dan... Just for the hour I was driving here and, and before I got here, it's like they can go nonstop. I don't know how they do it. And it never seems to be like they repeat anything, which I know they are repeating no. things, but that's the best I can do. So um, we may mention it once more. Um, no, you, you take it from here, Jer. Well, no, I, I was just going to say, like, if you want to if you want to get into kind of the weeds a little bit more when you talk about building a studio uh, i was a general manager of a of a student radio station at one point in my life which seems like a lifetime ago it was only 10 years, like 10 years ago at this point but it's, that seems like a lifetime ago uh there's a lot that goes into something like as simple as just saying oh yeah we're putting up a studio you've got things like a broadcast tower other types of dishes you've got to actually have a studio to do your shows in uh you've got to have other infrastructure for power and things like that so there's a lot going into you know something like building out a studio and that's why you know we're asking for the donations and asking for the support so we can get this thing up and run it and have it be the Meet the standard and level of expectations. I think this, that the studio that the station has for themselves, so we can continue to kind of produce really good quality content and, and have our listeners out there enjoy everything, like the sports phone. So, a lot, lot of stuff, you know, that, that can that is going into building something as simple. It's not as simple as just saying we're building out a studio. It's not just a building. There's a lot of stuff that goes into something like that. So, I just wanted to kind of mention that you know, as well. We we have a little bit of a tradition here, a little different than I, I think a lot of the call-in shows we've had a tradition here of asking our regular callers to call in and, and tell us why you like the sports phone i mean what, what, what's wrong with that i mean that's i like hearing it anyways so if if that can convince someone else to, to say why they like the sports phone how important the radio is to them give a call to, and tell us and uh in the meantime send in some money too i'm uh 707-895-2448 Jer, uh, explain the sports phone and open up the phone. Yeah, yeah dude, that, that's the phone number if you want to call into the sports phone. If you don't know what that means, uh, very simply put, sports phone, this is an open forum sports talk show. Jim and I are involved in sports in every way, shape, and form throughout our lives. Coaches, fans, participants. Jim's a really bad Little League umpire. We talked about that a little bit last week. Uh, so if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports, Feel free to give us a call, 707-895-2448. That's the number to call if you've got anything you want to talk about. It can be pro, college, rec league, international, controversies, questions, topics, comments. You just want to call in and say something about some random sport we've never heard of. We want to hear about it, 707-895-2448. Uh, Jim, can we circle back if we don't have a call real quick to the umpire conversation from last week that we did have a little bit of? <laughs> yeah. You sort of already. I have a question. Go ahead. I was yeah, thinking yeah. about this. Phone, phone lines so, are open. Someone bail me out. Go ahead, Jer. 
<laughs> so, so for people that weren't listening last week, we got it a little bit. I think it was last week. It was either last week or two weeks ago. But we were talking about just different things, and somehow we got on the topic that Jim has been an ump. Oh no, we were talking about uh, a sh- the shortage of umpires and referees just because parents are like getting super aggressive and violent towards them. I think that was right. how that that came about. And I asked you what your worst experience was, but I, I was going to ask you. Have because I, I joke. I think you are a pretty good umpire. I know we joke about it a lot, but do you ever like reward hustle as an umpire with like the benefit of the doubt or anything like that? Where if like if there's like a fifty fifty thing, but you, someone's really giving it their all, you're gonna lean into that or any anything along those lines. Oh, if, that, if that makes sense. We- Vincent, I talked about this. I think over pizza. Because I've done it once when I was when I was umpiring on the baselines. No, if you admit you've done that, it's 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 not a good sign that you'd be a good umpire. <laughs> you cannot. You've got to call them outer safe ball or strike for what you think that is. There can be absolutely no prejudice if it's right. now. Let me add to that because I think. You know, when Vince and I were talking about it at dinner the other night, it's impossible for an umpire. And this is part of the argu- argument. This is part of the whole thing with with replay um, as, as well. It's impossible not to be human. So mm-hmm. you are going to get them wrong. Is it possible if you've had one person joking around with you all di- all game long and having a lot of fun with maybe one of the first if you're on the bases or with me when i'm a catcher if i have one catcher that that complains about everything and the other catching that doesn't i i can't make a decision based on one guy being a nice guy is it possible subconsciously i don't know i i i don't know hello i thought it was a fair question hello caller you're on the air yeah hi how come we can't hear any uh, baseball games by, on the radio anymore, or basketball or football games. Why can't we hear them on the radio anymore? What do you mean? <laughs> do you ever listen to baseball on the radio anymore? You don't mean KJOX. In, you don't mean... No, you no. Mean just I, in, general. in general. I just in general, you, you, you can't get any games. None. Is that part of the blackout? In Willits. In Willits. In Willits. Okay, Jerry, why why is it... AM radio doesn't cover all the Giants games anymore? I just... No! No, okay, I'll I'll give you this. They probably do, but we don't get them in Willits. Hmm. Or any football games in Willits. How come? So... This is a really good question, Caller, and and I'll be like totally... It is a good question. It is a great, it's a great question. And, and and I don't have the like the perfect answer for this. I, I don't know like what the actual answer is, but I, I will say, because Jim is right, like the stations that traditionally are gonna cover baseball, basketball, any sport, right? Are gonna well, be hey, well, the ESPN affiliates in the cities. Those are you guys remember the, the, Do you remember the, KMFB? I remember I K, KMFB, yeah. Well, they used to broadcast games on the radio. You know, do you know they this, did in Fort Bragg? Do you know the station yeah. in Fort Bragg called the Skunk? Well, I don't know what the Skunk. Is. No, I don't know. 
Jerry, what's I don't know what the skunk what, is. What, what are the I call letters? I don't know it. I, I don't know it offhand, but I, I can I can pull it up and take. Pull it up, Jerry, because I I just got a text from Vince, um, and he says the baseball games are the Giants games are live on the skunk, every one of them. So uh, I don't radio, know, radio, yeah, and I don't know what the skunk is exactly, but it's it's the nickname of a radio station. He Jerry's going to look up the, uh, and they do basketball. They do Warriors games too. Now, would it count in years since I've been over to hear one? 92.7, caller. 92.7, huh? Yeah. Now, if you can't get that in Willits, does it count that you can go to their website and listen to it? Does that count for you or not? <laughs> no, no, you can't. No, you can't, unless you want to pay them for it. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Unless you want to pay so, them for it. And you can't even get replays. Well, you yeah. can get a few replays. And some of them are like auto are like video game replays. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they look like the, people, but they're not people. Yeah. <laughs> so to go to almost the, the larger question, because again, like I can't speak to the specifics of why, but, but to go to the okay. larger question. Um, so caller, I interned when I was in college at, uh, at one of the stations in Fort Bragg, um, not the skunk, but a different one. Um, the coast. And, the, the coast, right? I got blanked on the name there. And I remember asking their news team at one point, say, hey, why don't you cover either local sports? Like, why don't we, why don't you broadcast, you know, Fort Bragg football, Fort Bragg basketball, or why don't you guys cover the Giants more or those types of things? And in, in, a, in a very short answer, I, I don't, I don't remember all the details, but it really came down to the question of, the listening audience isn't big enough to justify the costs of, of, of doing it. And, and, I, and I get it. I'll only bet you there's lots out there. That's, that so doesn't there, sound so real. Yes, there, there are. I, I, dis, I agree with that. But when you compare that to the listening audience, audience of the ESPN affiliate in San Francisco listening to Giant Games, it, it's not nearly on the same scale. So, I, I just remember there being a conversation just about like, does the does the base that's interested get is it justified because it's not simple to one cover high school sports like do local live broadcasts well, that's not easy and then on top of that again like to try to I just want to listen to a game on the radio. Oh, I, I don't yeah, I don't disagree with that. Like, I love listening to football on the radio. Jim hates it, but I I love it. So, so what I was saying that I think you mistook, um, caller, is that you had said no, you have to pay for it. That, that what I was saying is you can listen to the audio, you can listen to a broadcast free on a, on a web. You just go to the website of the radio station while the game's on, and you click listen live. You don't have to pay for that. I, I think I've tried it, and I think uh, I think it seems like it's uh, blacked out. That's the other issue I was going to say is I know that's why we don't watch the Warriors on TV regularly um, and the Giants because it's blacked out. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. The only thing I've seen is, is they, they show the score, a running score as the game's going on, you know, like uh, Grant Crawford's up to bat. But that's all. You don't see any pictures or nothing. They well, just say, oh, he's up to bat and he's he got a single and oh no no he struck out no doubt thanks for this question <laughs> i'm going to move on here take another call and That's i question, um, keep, keep listening it up we're going to someone's going to know the answer to, to to how we can watch you can oh. listen to all these games 
Oh, I got another story about that some other day. Thank you. Interesting first call, Jer. Syndicate. Sorry, I, I was I was trying to figure out the word. Syndication was the word I was thinking of. I was trying to think of earlier, where it's like it's it's not it's not cheap to to syndicate pro sports. I would imagine. So, so again, you get into this like cost benefit thing of of is it worth it? But back, yes, back I, as far as I know, yes, the, the skunk does cover Giants games. Back to where we were. Now, I. Are you saying that if you continue to umpire, you would always favor the team that was playing the hardest and and the, no, ni- the no, nicest? No, 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 no! Don't turn this back on me. <laughs> this was simply a question that came to mind. <laughs> Hello, caller, you're on the air. Hey, I just want to say I listen to the Giants on the radio almost every single day. I either get it on KUNK in Fort Bragg or I get it from um, KEKA coming out of uh, uh, Ferndale or somewhere up there. Could you say Maybe Could you say those that. numbers one more time? Or those stations? One of them. One of them is KUNK, and that's like I want to say ninety two seven or something. That's a Fort skunk. Bragg. That's a skunk. Okay. Yeah, the skunk. And the other one is KEKA. It's a country station from, I don't know if it's Arcata or, you know, one of those towns up north, but it, it, they have all the Giants games. Today, the Skunk, uh, had the Warriors game instead oh. of the Giants game. So, um, and that's how I get my baseball fix. I so, just wanted to share it. It's, it's out there. If you want to hear it on the radio, that's the way to do it. <laughs> is, why? Yeah, yeah. Why is radio? Uh, hang on, if you want want to call her. If not, um, we'll, we'll move on here. But, Cheryl, why and call her? Why is baseball? I mean, even when I was a kid, I'm 68 years old. People love listening to baseball on the radio, whereas basketball, I, I, I can't handle it on the radio. Why do people like <laughs> to listen to baseball on the radio? I, I think it's the announcer. Hey, go ahead. Go ahead. I have my answer. I, I'd I'd just, like to hear you know, first. Go ahead. Anyway, I'm going to hang up. I All just right. wanted to tell you that info, okay. but I think it's the announcers add to the the ambiance of the radio sure. for baseball. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Jim, I, so she the, says it's the, the broadcasters. Board. What's your reason? I having broadcasted baseball, football, basketball. And, and softball, softball all, right. all on the radio or on the radio and with video. Um, I my answer to that is baseball is the most digestible because of the speed that it moves at. That's what it's, I thought it's, you it, Yeah, it's it's very easy to understand what is going on in a baseball game because of the pace that the game is played at, and it's you know there's a pitch. There's either the account yeah. or there's the ball is put into play. And it's it's very easy to keep track of that. Similarly, I think football to a certain degree is also a good radio sport because of its stop and go nature, where it's played at a pace where it's very easy to digest what is going on and understand it. The problem with basketball, and it's even worse, I tried to listen to hockey on the radio once. <laughs> it, it's the problem with those types of sports is there's so much happening and it and it's it's so constant that it's not a stop and go sport. It's really hard to visualize what is actually going on. And and I think that's why baseball and football are so much better, at least in my view, as radio sports, because of the nature of the game, 
it's really easy to digest it and then visualize what's happening. You've Whereas got, opposed with basketball and hockey, it's just not that easy. You've got to be a genius just to watch hockey. I can't imagine trying to listen to hockey on the radio. We got well, phones one of ringing. The things like, that I, I found. <laughs> Hello, caller. Yeah, you're on the air. One of the things. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead, caller. This is this is Tim from Moscow, Idaho, and hey, Tim. Jerry hit Jerry hit it right on the head. Um, you can visualize baseball. Uh, yeah, completely. Um, it's you know it's it's a line drive. Well, I can visualize a line drive. It's a double play. You know, it's it's um, you can't do that with with football or basketball. There's too many moving parts. Um, and baseball, there's just a few moving parts. Anyway, and I'm, I'm going to sort of seg- segue to the go. the getting the baseball on the radio. Um, I think young people don't listen to baseball. Um, lots of people don't listen to baseball. When I tell people I listen to baseball, they laugh because <laughs> they all watch it on television or something. And it's it's just like um, radio is kind of an old medium, and it's doesn't have the the attention of too many people except those of us kind of I later think, in life. I think, Tim, this a combination of both things you said, Tim, is that, number one, radio was there before television, and number two, it's easier to listen to on the radio. So it's stuck longer. After TV came on, other people said, this hockey, you can't listen to it on the radio. So they started watching it on TV. What were we going to say, Jer? Well, I, I was just going to say, I, I just think that sports and radio in general, I, I think is found its place almost and accepted its place as a car medium, yeah. I, I think to a certain degree where like the, the ESPN station up here, whenever I only listen to them when I'm in the car, but they're aware of that. Just like when you hear the way that they talk, they do it in such a way where it's, it's digestible in small pieces because they know they're not going to have uh, a list, the same listener for the whole four hours of the show usually. So I, I think that that is part of it as well, that it's just, it's it's been kind of accepted as that. But I, I wanted to quickly bounce off of something Tim said about the sport being digestible. There was a broadcaster in uh, Arizona who, who did the Cardinals for a couple of years in football. And this guy really, really knew the game of football. But the problem with that became it was a, it was terrible on the radio because it was impossible to visualize what he was saying. Cause he'd, be, he'd say like, Oh, here's your, here's your linebacker. And he's coming through the a gap to get the crack block. And then you got this receiver chipping in, right? It's like, this is great, but I have no idea what you're talking about because I can't see any of it. And I think that's like the perfect example of what Tim was talking about, where a line drive is a line drive. That's easily digestible. It's you don't have that same problem in baseball that you do with something like football or basketball. Hmm. And one other comment, um, baseball is so great because it, it's a pretty slow sport, and you can basically do other things, um, unlike if you're watching on the television, you feel like you have to watch the television. But with radio, if it's kind of a ho-hum game and things aren't going on, you can kind of just put it in the background and sort of listen with one ear, and then if things got hot, you'll kind of tune back in. I've heard, anyway, that, yep. I've heard that from multiple people. Huh. Yeah. Well, Tim, it's... Yep. Always appreciate the calls from Moscow. I more than you can imagine. Well, very good, as Lon Simmons would say, and you can tell it goodbye. <laughs> you Thanks, can Tim. tell it goodbye, Tim. Hello, Lon caller, Simmons. you're on the air. Yeah, I, I think that um, the biggest aspect of listening to anything on the radio 
is when you need your eyes for something else. <laughs> so it is not so. No, this is. I'm being absolutely serious here, because as someone who's worked a number of different professions in my life, and if I'm doing construction, dude, I'm not watching the television screen. I'm going to cut my hand off. So <laughs> you, there are many occupations. It could be sitting looking at a computer screen all day long, mm-hmm. and you've got a radio going because you can be listening to that without you know, screwing up whatever you're trying to do. And it is one of the biggest attractions to the radio. I spent many years doing things that required my vision in order to be safe or to be effective or whatever it is. And so by eliminating the visual aspect, it, it meets a need that a, tel- uh, that a, uh, a television could not because when you're uh, listening to... I actually find it irritating if I'm trying to listen to commentators that are on a television because they don't describe things in a way that you can visualize it clearly. Like someone who knows they're on an audio medium, like a radio, is going to do. And so it's an entirely different skill in terms of how you describe the game when it's augmented by vision versus just being an audio format. That's so, what I see as so, the biggest thing. Yeah. So, Caller, one of my uh, – I, I, call, I call it mentors when I was really, really into sports broadcasting, which was kind of like my four years in college and then kind of a year or two after that. One of the guys I got to know really, really well was the radio broadcaster for the football pro, uh, program that I went to uh, at Linfield. But then he was also the voice, the voice of the Portland Pilots uh, basketball team, which was the University of Portland, uh. Uh, right kind of in the heart, the heart of the city. And I remember talking to him the first couple of times, and it was exactly what you just kind of described, where I asked him, what's the, what's the most important thing about doing broadcasting? And he said, well, the first thing you have to do is realize there's a difference between TV and radio. Where TV, there's a visual augment to what they're saying. When you're doing radio broadcasting, you are the only source of the experience for the listener. So you have to do it in such a way where they you're giving them all the information they need to visualize so they can feel like they're watching it, even if they are doing something else, even if they are, you know, listening while they're doing the dishes or listening while they're driving or something like that. You are the yeah. only source at, when you're doing sports play-by-play as a, on the radio. The, you're the only source of information for that listener as opposed to someone watching on TV where the broadcaster is almost secondary to the visual information of what's happening during the game. That's, 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 that's interesting. You're right. If someone's watching a game that they're doing play-by-play, it's a whole different experience. I always think the play-by-play guys in basketball on television – say too much i'd rather hear him just say you know go ahead and watch um i i think yeah. they when they say you know kobe passes the shack i mean we're watching that we don't need to know that <laughs> hey caller thanks thanks for the call all right another one? got another one coming in jim yep you're on the air hey guys how we doing tonight hey vince hey vince we're hey, talking about good. broadcasting here well i mean one of my favorite things is listening to sports on the radio. And I, I'll tell you right now, I like all sports on the radio. Hockey, Jerry, is the most difficult only because it takes you so long to say the names. 
And then <laughs> three things have happened. You know, three things have happened. Uh, but I, I listened to the Warriors game today on the radio, and I tell you, it comes down to the, 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 the play-by-play guy being able to keep the pace and the flow and keep you informed. It's, if, if it's done right, all sports are, are fun on the radio for me. It gives me a chance to visualize it myself. If you know the sport, you can kind of visualize it. Obviously, baseball and football, like you said, is the pace is better for it. But I think if you have the right basketball people, it's not terrible. Now, you don't, you don't get to see a lot of the off-ball movement and things like that. So you miss some of the, the action that happens when the ball is not in someone's hand. But I still, I still find it to be very enjoyable. Uh, to, to to have the radio when it's done right was was the Vince was the Warriors broadcast was it a one man crew or was it a, a two man crew that did that game? No, it's a two man crew, and okay. again, uh, just just like their baseball guys, like the the color commentator is he's not the greatest, but he knows when to chime in and when not, and he keeps it super short so the play by play guy can get back to the action. Like they're a good tandem as far as that goes. The, the guy's voice is kind of boring, but. Um, it you know it, it, they they play off each other I think well enough to keep you informed on what's happening in the game. I've got a question for you too, and Jer- Jerry, you, you answered this, and and I now have listened to a whole bunch, and I actually agree with you. Vince, we'll let you go next because I know Jerry's answer and I know my answer. What is your favorite live TV broadcasting team on? Either TNT, ABC, ESPN. Well, see, so hold on. You've already changed the question from the last time you asked me this. Are we talking specifically about basketball or not? Basketball. Just basketball. Okay. I want to okay. know, that, and, and you gave me your answer, Jaron. I agree with you. I want to see if, if it's three ways with, with Vince. What, who do you think are the best trio doing sports on basketball right now, on TV basketball? So, so are we That's talking You've already just... loaded the question. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. Uh, He's I'm already loaded the, the question by saying trio. Well, for, it doesn't have to be a yeah. trio. It, okay. Team. But does it have to be the, the, the people actually calling the game or yeah. the in-studio group? Or Nope, nope, nope. And, live, okay. br- live play-by-play broadcasting team. I love Reese Davis and Jay Billis in college basketball for ESPN. Mm-hmm. I think those two guys are kind of like... Mm-hmm. You What's know, your favorite in the, the NBA? In the NBA... <laughs> You're just... Sorry, but Jim, you're just fishing for an answer. No, here. I didn't, Jerry. I asked. <laughs> no, I didn't. I asked for the NBA, and he gave a college answer. I'm sorry. No, you said uh, okay, basketball. Well, you never said NBA. I went with the basketball right. duo, but uh, in the NBA, it's the it's the Van Gundy, Jackson, Breen for sure. Like those three guys are really, really good at what they do. I have enjoyed uh, Grant Hill being a color commentator uh, on, I think, mm-hmm. TNT or maybe it's ABC for him. But uh, the, the guy doing the play-by-play is not that great for me. But uh, I like Grant Hill uh, when he's in. Um, I think Doris Burke does a great job uh, as, as the color commentator um, with uh, Mark Jones, I think, for ESPN. Mm-hmm. Uh, is another decent duo. Uh, I think TNT has the worst of the bunch, um, which, Jerry, you, you hit it on. It's like, well, how can you have inside the NBA and then have these you know bums doing the play-by-play? <laughs> like, I, I killing, don't... You know? I, I do not know how Reggie Miller still has a job doing color commentary. <laughs> he, he is the absolute worst. Huh. I, I agree. And, I agree. But and uh, and, well, I was just, just real quick. What makes that so frustrating is that Kevin Harlem is the best play-by-play guy that TNT has, and they've paired the best play-by-play guy 
with the, in my opinion, the worst color commentator in all of basketball. Huh. And it just, I, I, I cannot stand it. I, I agree. I have to agree. That's a great and by thing. the way, by the way, Vince, um, Jerry and I both voted for the, for the same two, the, the same trio that you did. Well, it's a pretty easy one, really. I mean, those guys are just so smooth. And Mark Jackson's got and Gundy, the coaching experience. Those two play off each other really well. And then Mike Breen mm -hmm. is the best play-by-play -play of all of them, you know, TNT or ESPN. Yeah. So you've got the, the power trio there, I think. Um, and before before we get a call in, I do want to say thank you, Walter. Oh, I got dropped. You're still here, Vince. You're still here. Vince, you're still here. Vince, you there? Jimmy, there? I'm here. Hold on, Jer. Hello, hello, caller. You're on the air. Yeah, hi. Uh, let me turn my radio off. Sorry. Yeah, I just wanted to share a quick story, which was in the somewhere in the mid 19. Jim, are we good over there? I'm trying. Hold on. Call, are you still there? Yes, I am. Go ahead, start over again. Sorry, my my bad. Yeah, no no problem. Yeah, I just wanted to share a quick story with uh, in about the mid nineteen fifties. I was probably ten years old, and uh, I remember really vividly my father um, stretching out on the floor in the living room on a Sunday, listening to. Uh, Pee Wee Reese and Dizzy Dean calling the Chicago Cubs. Uh, and it was, uh, you know, it was just, just the way I learned to listen to baseball on the radio, which I enjoyed a lot. Yeah. Chair, do you even know what those names have? I mean, when you were broadcasting? So, so well, the question I had, Carl, is this a different Pee Wee Reese than the one that played with Jackie Robinson on the Dodgers? I think it's the same yeah, one. Yeah, the same. I, it's the same one, yeah. And, so uh, the only reason I know that name is because of the, is because he played for the Dodgers with Jackie Robinson. So I didn't know he went on to be a broadcaster afterwards. That's that's really cool. He did, and so did Dizzy Dean, who uh, he was a catcher, I think. Yeah, these um, are, these and, are, you know. Chair, growing up, the, actually, these are really well. Actually, Go ahead. Yeah, a, a, lot, of, a lot of players just as today, um, went on to do some kind of broadcasting. In fact, those two guys mostly were known for te uh, television kicked in, you know, and covered the games and so on. But, um, but yeah, we got it on the radio. It was a lot of fun. Hmm. Well, thanks. Appreciate the call. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Those are really well-known broadcasters, Jer, of old time. Pee Wee Reese, Dizzy Dean, and... Yeah. Who's the guy like that. that's so famous for the Giants? Is his last name Miller? Oh, boy. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, hmm. And I don't remember his name. Yeah, I, cut, I know exactly who you're talking about. I'm, I apologize. I call off one of our callers, Vince. I cut him off trying to be too fancy with the phones. I admit it. 707-895-2448. Give us a, a call back. Uh, where were we, Jerry? Should, should we go to a segment like... Uh, it was John Miller. 
John Miller, yeah. I, that's the voice that I I like his voice. I, I admit that. And, and yeah, he also did ESPN. So he, like that, oh, like really? he would do the Giants, and then when he wasn't doing the Giants, he would use some ESPN games as well. And he he's still he's still out there. I don't think he does the Giants anymore. No. Hmm. Uh, what do you think? This day or last week in sports? Uh, whatever you want to do. Well, I still. It, it still bothered me because I think I at the end of the week last week I put Vince on the spot, and um, I just think we had a really interesting conversation going last week on sports. Is is um, uh, if there was an inappropriate move by a a uh, a coach. Back to this. Well, just saying, it's it's we left it hanging last week. Should that coach ever be able to coach again? And actually, that wasn't the real question. Was say that wasn't the question. No, the question was if 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 a player met a coach in high school, and they went on to be adults and they got together as a couple, and should that coach ever be able to coach again? I think that was the basic question. I don't know. It sort of bothered me all week. I talked to with a bunch of people, but um, it was just an interesting topic that I had no idea would ever ever just shoot i think uh dr patty brought it up so what do you think for now how about this day in sports sure yeah whatever you got 707-895-2448 that's the number to call we've got about 20 some odd minutes left on the show here so give us a call if you've got anything you want to bring up but yeah jim go ahead it is may 1st this is interesting get, get your fingers ready to go on the google jer uh may 1st may day nine, 1883 1883 Bob Rogers took a job as the first trainer. Think how far training has come. I mean, we've got medical doctors on training staffs now. We've got x-ray machines and locker rooms. The first trainer ever, 1883, May 1st. In 1884, Mules Walker, and I didn't understand this one, so I want a clarification, Jerry, by the time we're done here. Mules Walker was the first black person to play major league baseball for the toledo blue stockings i thought that went to jackie robinson maybe i'm just have some details mixed up um 1901 on may 1st oh am i not commenting on these now okay good you can you comment i was going to give you time yeah I, so i don't know what this is defined as i'd have to look up look this up a little bit further uh jackie robinson is credited uh, as the first uh, African American to play in the modern era of Major League Baseball. Okay. What the modern era means, I don't. I don't know. 1901, the first Grand Slam in baseball by Herm McFarland. Hmm. Thought that was a cool one. In 1920, how about this? All on the same day, May 1st, 1920, Babe Ruth hit his first Major League home run. And in 1951, Mickey Mantle hit his first home run, both on May 1st. And 1926, I got a little out of order here, Satchel Paige debuts in professional baseball in what was called the Negro Southern League. So, I don't know if it's just, you know, there's a lot of NBA going on right now, a lot of hockey going on right now, but May 1st in this day in sports was dominated by baseball. Yeah, well, it makes sense. I mean, we're right in the thick of baseball season right now. I mean, yeah. it doesn't surprise me. Um, so to comment, to, to add to that, 
uh, era thing uh, with baseball. So pre-1900 is kind of considered not modern-day baseball. Okay. And that was because a lot of rules had not been formalized. Uh, foul balls did not count as strikes. Uh, really? Number of balls was anywhere between four and eight, depending on the league. Uh, the American and National League had not been kind of like established as the the dominant fa- like major factor. So there was just a lot of things that had not been solidified yet. So that is why it's not considered modern era baseball. So those are some strange rules you just kicked out there. You different leagues. You you'd walk and get a free base. Uh, it's always been strike one, strike two, strike three. You're out. But balls have been. You didn't get a free pass up up to eight balls. So it, the number could fluctuate for like four balls. If you go to first, the number fluctuated between four and eight. It was not consistent. Wow, that's yeah. I, I had no idea. I thought those are the two like oldest things in baseballs. You know, yeah, three. And then three. fouling off a pitch did not fouling off a pitch did now did not count as a strike. Well, it's still didn't doesn't count as a strike for strike three. It only counts as the first two strikes, right? Right, but you could foul off three pitches, and there would the count would just have not changed. It'd still be zero zero. Huh? Oh, interesting. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. The lines are open. Uh, well, we got a little break here. I do just want to mention again, we are in a pledge drive. Um, this is a special one. We have put money down. KZOX meaning we. Um, on a building, we are moving to Ukiah, to the capital of Mendocino County. We're going to have a, a modern station with equipment that apparently is going to work all the time. Um, this technology, nothing works all the time. <laughs> Something will break. <laughs> it's funny, Jerry. On the way here, I was listening to the radio. And, and it was W. Dan, my favorite W. Dan and Renee. They're two of my favorite radio people. And the, the phone lines that people call in and make donations um, went out. So they can only take... take. Uh, and by the time W. Dan got back, they went to back They went back on, on the air. So And apparently W. Dan ran around the studio and tried to fix it, which he did. And it turned out he had to unplug something and plug it back in. Could you... I mean, there you go. how many times in my life you have told me that and I never think it's going to work the next time? First thing you learn when you're troubleshooting tech, anything technologically is, well, to, to try unplugging it and plugging it back in. And what does that technically means? Reset it? Yeah, just reset it. <laughs> I just, great. I just, yeah, I know. I, I can, and it turns out that's all they had to do. And they, they, uh, um, yeah, I'm ready to move in. Last week, this week, you got anything specific for today that happened in sports besides the Warriors want to, Warriors won a uh, a barn burner at the end. They won by one. Yeah, I, I think the only the only thing I, I was going to say there was I, I don't know if we wanted to get into the actual games, but it's always I have the same feeling when you go from the first round to the second round of the NCAA tournament. Um, but like the first round in the NBA is fantastic because there's like four there's like four games a day. <laughs> they start at one, they go all the way up to seven thirty, and it's just fantastic. <laughs> I have games on while I'm working, and now that we're into the second round and there's only two or one game a day, it's just that like that letdown of oh, it's not constantly basketball on TV. And the same thing happens in the NCAA tournament as you yeah. kind of whittle it down. Yeah. If there's just less games on. Now the now the quality gets better. Like I was the quality of the two games today were amazing. The Warriors 
Grizzlies and the the Bucks and the Celtics, but there's just not as much of it, and it's all it's a little disappointing. It's the nature of elimination. I yeah, mean, absolutely. I actually think there was no game on at all yesterday. I was amazed. Yeah, there wasn't, and I was no. I was very disappointed. No, my two my two teams um, lost today. Obviously, I'm always voting for somebody to beat the Warriors. Uh, Memphis. I love watching Memphis, by the way, and yeah, I fun. still am cheering for my arch rival, the Celtics, to beat the Bucks because I want the I want the uh, you know, the, the, I don't want him to repeat. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Oh, I love your logic, Jim. It's so sound. <laughs> <laughs> How fun was that, though? Memphis-Golden State. That was a fun game. That, that was... That was uh, that, that's, that's, that's round two basketball right there with a young team that's going to be good for a while and a crafty mm-hmm. veteran team who lost one of their leaders 10 minutes into the game, I think it was. Or was it in the second quarter? I don't remember exactly when Draymond got tossed. It was begin- so, it was earlier than that. Yeah, so so really impressive for the Warriors to pull that off on the road, losing Draymond so early. Yeah, uh, that was a, that was a fun game. But uh, before anybody else calls or we move forward, I, I just want to say thank you guys and thank you KGYX for allowing the sports phone. It took a chance on you guys. You're proving your worth by far. This this station's gotten better because you guys are there, and I I totally implore people to please. Go online, pick up the phone tomorrow, and, and help Casey Wikes get in the new studio. New studio. I've done it. It feels good, and it, 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 the, the station will only get better because of it. So, well, thanks, Vince. Yeah. If, yeah, if anybody's got another good reason to uh, reason why you have to donate to the sports phone and to Casey Wikes in general, give us a call and let us know. That'll that'll still save me from having to do it again. <laughs> so, so did I hear it correctly? Though they will still have the hub in Anderson Valley for you to do the show there, Jim. Or, or what, what are you going to have to do? They will have let's let's call it the um, let's call it the uh, portable. Uh, what do you call satellite studio? Like there's a satellite studio now in Ukiah. There's one in Fort Bragg, and yep. uh, the, the Ukiah one will be in the main studio. They will keep the Fort Bragg satellite studio for programmers that are there. And they they will have one. I've heard that they got some land donated to, to put a simple building on someone's property. I heard it's closer to Boonville than Philo, but that's that's not. Excuse me, that's not yeah. far far away. No, not at all. Well, that's that's great. I, I was I was worried it was going to be more complicated for you, but it sounds like it's, it's all going to work out. And uh, I, I somehow we, I can't imagine not going just making it a Sunday evening and going over to Ukiah though. I'm. That's that's sort of what I'm thinking at this point. Oh well, that that'll be fun. I mean, if you ask me to come be a guest host, it's going to be a heck of a trek, but I can do it. Jeez, yes, <laughs> that is. Oh, man. We'll make we'll make it worthwhile, no doubt. Uh, well, well, good stuff as always. Um, really, not a whole lot going on. I mean, just the NBA, and I, I did enjoy the radio topic today. Um, so yeah, you guys are as always doing a great job and. I'm going to keep listening in. I'm, I may chime in before it's all over. Thanks, Vince. Thanks, Vince. Yeah, I got it. Thanks. Yeah, about, right. about 13 minutes left on the show here. 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Number to call to do that is, again, 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. You know, Jer, it, it's, it's getting to be, you know... <laughs> 
I'll, I'll, I'll sell out a little bit of our low-tech prepping for a, a sports phone. Um, and I've told this to many people. They usually laugh at it because I'm always worried we're not going to have enough stuff to talk about. So I, I get this big, long list of stuff we're going to bring up in case the phone never rings. Mm -hmm. And you always have said, that doesn't matter. We'll, we'll get calls. And if we don't, we'll, we'll be fine and all that. And I've never been, been able to, to say, okay, um, we'll be ready, but I, I always have to write it all down just in case we don't. I think it's any. good. To, I think it's good to be prepared, though. I've never yeah. said it's you know it's, we, we shouldn't be prepared. I, I just I think that you know you come up with something interesting like I don't know radio sports broadcasting and you know you you, you, you trigger something in people that want to call and talk about it. I think you, you pick the right topic or you come up with something. It's uh, it, it works out well. It works my, out well. My, yeah. My real point I was getting to was. We haven't had to use this list in almost a year because the list yeah. the list is just getting longer. I've got one, we, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight things on here, and they're all great topics. And I like yeah. it. I like that we're not using them in case we ever get stuck without any calls at all. Yeah, we've got some really good stuff on that list. I have a big list. I have a big. I have lists about your list of, of topics like that. I'm that I'm waiting to bring up. We just. Yeah, we haven't gotten to it yet, which is great. Uh, about 10 minutes to go here, 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you got anything else you want to talk about going on in the world of sports, and we will get you on the air here in the next couple of minutes before we wrap up for the evening. Jim, what do you want to do for the next 10 minutes or so? Well, I've had this one at the top of the list, and I, I don't think it – of course, you Another thing you've taught me is no matter what we think, we never know who's going to call and, and which topic will excite one person more than more than the next. But I've still had this one that, that, that sort of hit me at this on the side of the head. I didn't realize it. And I think it was because my mother follows tennis so carefully. So the big deal in which it should be, don't take me wrong here, is, is that Women have fought mostly that I've visually seen women fighting for is equal pay in uh, World Cup soccer. That's where I've seen this legal battle, you, you know, come out in this commercial battle. I'm sure there's other ones. The, the NCAA um, went through and, you know, that, that year we, they barely had a weight room and, they, and someone complained and they fixed it. So... Women's sports have been on the back burner, and they're working their way up, and and which they would they should. It really started. It's only been, I think, fifty years now since uh, publicly female sports has been f equally funded as as male sports in what's called Title IX. Anyway, all that aside, I find out that in Wimbledon, and I think it's Wimbledon Wimbledon only, women now have equal pay. But they don't have equal play, which, which to explain that real quickly, the prize money for women's tennis in at Wimbledon is the same as the prize money for men's tennis, which you'd ask, well, that's good. It should be. And I would say from the outside, I said, finally, it should be. Women's tennis is fun to watch. It turns out, though, that they don't have equal play. Women's still only have two out of three matches where the men have to play three out of five. So what's the justification to have equal prize money 
but not equal co- competitive time on, on the court. Uh, is Wimbledon saying women can't make it to three out of five? What is their justification for paying equally for less play? Do you have any idea? So, just, well, a couple things. Uh, U.S. Open as well has equal equal tournament pools for, for the men and the women. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to figure out if the French and the Australian do as well. I'm assuming they do. Uh, if two of them do, I would I would imagine the other two do. Um, I, the one thing before we get into this, and I don't know if we're, we're going to have enough time, that's important to, to distinguish here is the tournament pools are the same. Women are not making as much money as men in tennis. The Wait a minute. prize money is equal, sure, but that's we can't, you can't make the next jump. And you didn't say this, Jim. I, I'm not. I didn't. I'm not correcting you. I'm just kind of clarifying the point of they don't. Men don't. Men make more money than women do in tennis. The prize money is equal. So when when, when you're like all in with sponsorships and commercials and all this and that, I would imagine. I don't have this right in front of me. I would imagine men make more money of maybe Serena Williams being the exception to that but but I don't I don't like have the exact numbers in front of me but just because the tournament prize pools are the same that doesn't mean that they make equal amounts of money No I'm I'm not I'm not I I can't go with that chair I I mean I'll admit it that that's probably right No there's two there's two different things that there's difference between they a, a woman makes as much money for playing tennis as a man does and Prize pools being the same. I'm the saying prize, the prize pools. pools. The I mean, yeah. the money they make, the money anybody makes, male or female, outside of the prize money or outside their salary in basketball, it's not prize money, it's a salary. That depends on that person as an individual. You know, Serena Williams sure. can can raise, can, sure. can promote herself as well as anybody I've ever seen. So that's not what I'm talking about. I, I, I think it's fair to separate those things. Right. We're talking about tournament prize money. Tournament prize money. And and what is the justification, that's my question, of having equal pay but having pl- have to play a lot less? And, and actually, do we know the reason why women have always played two out of three and men have always played three out of five in in, in all of tennis. What, is there? A I mean, if you if you want to take the, I don't know, the the pessimistic approach to it is it's sexism, some sort of like tradition. That's how it's always been combined with like a sexism thing. Um, hmm. That would be my immediate. That's my immediate answer because I think it's the one that's the most obvious. Uh, hmm. I don't I don't know if that's fact or not. That just seems like the most obvious answer. Am I right um, in saying in in the past, 40, 50 years ago, was prize money equal then? Because I don't think so. I I don't know. Okay, that's that's a good question. I I, I don't know that. I think um, one moved up, but the other one didn't. That's 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 what I think. Sure, hmm. it's yeah, it's hard to say because I know like some of the smaller tournaments for men, they play two out of three, so. Oh really? I, and, and I don't. Yeah, in in some of like the lead up tournaments to to the to the Grand Slams, they're two out of three, not three out of five. Huh. Uh, it, it's a weird one. Um, I, I I I don't know. I, I I think it's to a certain extent like men's tennis tennis in general can go on for so long. <laughs> the fact that. You know the women's game is shorter. I almost appreciate that in certain ways. Not because of like saying there's a difference in quality. It's just I don't I don't have to watch a six-hour tennis match to see who a winner is. 
in the same way. And it, it's like just I just think in terms of like total time, I honestly think I prefer women's tennis just because it doesn't take as long and, and tennis can take a really, really long time. Um, but I, I don't have an answer in terms of like why they get equal pay and the women have to the women. Who are you? Uh, you took other the- than my, my guess, which is some sort of like that's how it's always been. Jay, you took the words right out of my mouth there, whereas um, I like two out of three in tennis. You took the words right out of my yeah. mouth. I mean, you imagine if they had – I think they should bring in some rapid tournament in tennis. You know how – I don't know. You know how basketball has, uh, has um, you know, moved on to these really cool three-on-three tournaments and these other mm-hmm. kind of tournaments. What, what do you call that tournament? The basketball tournament where they change the rules, try to make it a little more interesting at the end of games. They've, they've tweaked the rules a little bit. I think they should have some rapid tennis tournaments. Just rock a whole tennis world and play one set and have this whole elimination where, you know, you take the 16 best players and they're playing one set and, and you do the whole tournament in one day. And they, they have to sit there and when the one finishes, the next one comes on. I don't know. I, I think it would really be exciting. I, I think there's something out there like that. I, I really? could be totally making this up, but I think there is an alternative version of tennis that is out there. I swear I've heard of this before. Um, really? But I don't, I, I don't know the specifics of it. I just, I feel like I've come across this somewhere where there was an alternative scoring method for tennis. Huh. And, and like was said, it, I, was it based on, do you know, was it based on speeding the game up? Like, like I'm talking about, I, I don't I, I don't know anything other than I feel like I've heard this before. Hmm. I, like I've heard, I feel like I've somewhere I've come across a different version of tennis. I've also thought tennis would be better if they just went to the ping pong method and played to twenty one, and and got yeah. rid of this this silly you know four point games and then add games and add sets. I don't we're ever going to change that, but um, I think that, I think another exciting way to do. It. I don't know. I think tennis is going to have to make some changes to speed up the game. Jerry, I think we're almost done for the night here. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Thanks everyone for listening to the Sports Phone. We'll be back next week. That'll be Sunday, May eighth. And again, if you can, please contribute to KZYX. Help get that new building up in Ukiah up and running. We'll talk to everybody next week. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jerry. Y'all ready for this? This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.